How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Oh, hey, welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking to my new friend, Michelle Ariana. Now, Michelle is the author of The Ambitious Woman's Guide to Love, host of Empower TV, and creator of the Manifest Love Formula. Michelle Ariana has been helping women empower and transform their relationships, starting with themselves, for over 10 years. Now, after growing through bullying, debilitating anxiety, low self-esteem, divorce, and health issues, she's discovered the truth that we are all powerful, love is possible, and all healthy relationships start with the self. It's everyone's birthright to create the most extraordinary life imaginable, especially in love. She's a certified NLP master practitioner, co-producer of the Total Transformation Show, uh, not just a haircut, former NFL dancer, and known as the attraction queen. This is a powerful episode. We're going to dig into how to borrow confidence from others to build your own self-worth. We're going to talk about the top five love blocks that prevent people from finding true love, how to manifest your perfect partner, and something that I don't think is ever really talked about. We're going to talk about conscious uncoupling, how to lovingly go through a breakup so that you don't end up enemies afterwards. Yeah, you can actually do that. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College, now available. It's an absolute game changer. Check it out at www.sydlicbook.com or on Amazon to get your book and some awesome bonuses now. All right, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer here, and welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I've got one of my new best friends, Michelle Ariana, on the show. Michelle with one L, uh, because there's only one L in love, in case anybody was wondering. Michelle, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks, Sandra. I love that. I'm going to use that now. It's, it's yours now. I don't need to use it because I'm not a love and attraction coach. So it's all yours. <laughs> so great to be here, Xander. Thank you. Absolutely. So Michelle, um, obviously, we're going to dig into uh, empowerment, manifesting love, attracting, you know, attracting your, your ideal partner, soulmate, things like that. Um, some of the stuff you and I were talking about before the show, conscious uncoupling. Um, before we get into that, I'd love for you to give our audience a little bit, a little bit of a background on you, because I know, um, you know, you went through some things like bullying and self-esteem and anxiety issues growing up, and and obviously now you're just this like amazing, fiery, bubbly, awesome person. So I, I'd love for you to give a little bit of a background that 
uh, to the story because people don't just like pop out of the womb like you are right now. It takes a little <laughs> bit of work. So I'd, I'd love a little bit of a background if you could. Totally. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. You know, they say like a coal under pressure creates a diamond. And so all of us have that journey. Um, you know, it started, Xander, when I was about in fifth grade. I was bullied. I was made fun yeah. of for my looks. And that external bullying turned into internal bullying. And I became my own worst critic. Yeah. And so while I excelled in academia and sports, I so deeply wanted to be like one of the girls. I wanted to feel feminine. I wanted yeah. to be a dancer and a cheerleader. And I didn't. And and I felt, you know, the more I was made fun of and then the more I started hating on myself, it really just I internalized it. And so while I excelled in the other areas of sports and academia, I always felt like there was just a part of me that wanted more, right? And so all that internal conflict and self-loathing eventually turned into health issues in my 20s. And wow. I had, you know, I was, it was a perfectionistic kind of mindset. Like I, in order for me to be good enough so that I could be loved, because I'm not, the thought process was I'm not, I have to work harder. Yeah. I have to try harder. I have to keep striving for perfection. And I honestly, I think that is the greatest pandemic epidemic we have. A hundred percent. Not good enough. Yeah, especially yeah. especially in the social media world when we're, you know, scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and what, you know, what young young both young women and young men are looking at these days, right? You know, it's uh I, I oh, was wow. I always talk about um there's a meme that was floating around the internet and it was like uh you know, they were they were talking down on the whole idea of Barbie and the negative stereotype that places for young women in our society. And then it right next to it it put a uh a figure an action figure of He-Man. Right. Like it was like, it goes both ways for men and women. Right. So, yeah. Oh my God. You're so right. And I, I think the, the ideals, at least, especially when you have like internal, like not good enough. I mean, back in the day, you and I didn't have social media growing up. Yeah. I, I, my heart goes out to a lot of younger, you know, folks in the youth that like, how do they even navigate and handle this? Like it was hard enough when you were just bullied or made fun of yeah. in person, let alone cyberbullying, which is a which is an issue. So I just I eventually um, manifested not not intentionally, but manifested health issues. Yeah, in my twenties, you know, this constant striving, constant not good enough in college, like too, and then into the workforce, it was really challenging. What, what so, were some of the what were some of the health issues that you ended up manifesting? If you don't mind me asking, oh man. I felt I felt pain in my body for almost a decade. Yeah, um, I felt chronic. severe anxiety. Yeah, chronic pain, severe anxiety, heart palpitations, um, on autopilot. You know, when yeah. you study the brain body, you realize how much that can go down yeah. a wormhole when you start to get wired that way. So it literally it was in my late twenties when I um, I actually had a friend approach me. I had said around that time, I was like, you know, I really want to add more fun to my life because I was just constantly on this hamster wheel of a, of a achievement, yeah. right? But like, like destructive achievement. I mean, I, Xander, I got my MBA and I didn't even walk. I was like, all right, Cause, next. Because you had other, because you had other <laughs> shit to do. <laughs> other shit to do, right? But you know, it's like, you know, when they're like, oh, the journey is a reward. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Actually, like if you can't enjoy yourself in yeah. the journey, what good is the reward if you're like in the grave? Oh, I love that. Well, it was around that come to Jesus moment that I had where I finally was like, you know, 
I want more fun. So it was around that time that I had a girlfriend who I worked with. I was a marketing director at a construction firm. So definitely like very masculine energy, good old boy, yeah. you know, environment. Um, I didn't feel very feminine, but a girlfriend said, she approached me. She's like, Michelle, I, she had just made the Jacksonville Jaguars cheer squad. And she's like, Michelle, I think you should audition for the, the Jaguars next year. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have cheer dance yeah. experience. Like I've been a tomboy my whole life. What are you talking about? So again, my self image, and this is an important note that I teach clients and something for the audience to pay attention to, whatever we believe to be true about ourselves, how we see ourselves through that lens will keep us stuck. And my lens was, oh, I'm a tomboy. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. Right. And I was like, what do you mean, Jennifer? Like, I can't be a cheerleader. What that was talking about? Your identity was like anything but a cheerleader. Anything but. Yeah. Yeah. And and she she was like, no, Michelle, I, be- I believe in you. You have you have that spark. You know, you just need some training, but I believe you could do it. And you know, there's something really powerful, Xander. When, and you know this because you do this and you help others with this. But when someone believes in you before you quite align with it, it plants a seed of possibility that grows like a wildflower. Yeah. And that's what my friend Jennifer did for me. She planted possibility. Yeah. It took me three years. To build up the confidence to actually believe I could even do that. Plus, but I was that, getting my MBA at the time. But that was planted, yeah. Planted. And, and that's why I love what you do and how you help, how you're helping change the world with your work because you're helping plant possibility and getting people to like live into their mission, their purpose, and go out and create that. It's like, well, that's what happened with me. I had no idea, though. Yeah. So it took three years to build up the confidence. And then it took another three years once I made the decision, which is another powerful key make a decision. Um, all power goes to the man or woman who makes a, a powerful decision backed with emotion and commitment. And so I made that decision that, you know what, I'm going to become an NFL cheerleader. There, I don't know how I can freaking do this, but I will find a way. And so it, it did, it did take me three years. Um, yeah. I auditioned, took on a lot of coaches, auditioned the first year, got cut, auditioned the second year, second year, made it to finals got cut third year finally made it but it was through that journey that i realized wow if i could do this i could do anything it tr- it wasn't about the end goal necessarily of being a cheerleader it was about who i had to become it was it was almost process. proving it was almost proving that proving that you could become a different person that you could become more right you know there's the jim rome quote he always says to have more you must become more and i think so much of yeah. the time like like you mentioned all of us have an identity of who we are right and if we never do something different to prove to ourselves that we can become something different then we will forever think that we're stuck that way but you know somewhere along the path you you made a decision Hey, I'm going to become someone different. Took you took you some time, but with the, like you mentioned, I loved what you said. You have to build the belief, or at least have somebody plant a belief. If you don't have the belief, have somebody plant the belief in you. Then you have to make a decision and back it by emotion and commitment, because it's going to take time. It's going to take work. But three years later, you're an NFL cheerleader. You're you're the exact opposite of what you thought you ever could become. Yep, a hundred percent, and. You can borrow people's confidence. That's why we yeah. look to mentors and coaches. That's why, thank God, you're you're living your light work and helping others. And you've had mentors, and I have had yeah. mentors and coaches. We can borrow people's confidence, and that's what I do in the love and relationship space. For those people who who don't feel like it, they have a deep desire in their heart yeah. that they want love. There's a calling. You've got to honor your desires. They're your true north. 
of your soul's pathway here. Yeah. And so when I hold such a, a knowingness that love is absolutely possible for every single person, when you come from a place of alignment and wholeness within, now that's the journey. So you, you can borrow each other's confidence and yeah. hold that belief that seed can get planted. And I know you do that for your I, clients I, I, as I want to well dig in. I want to dig into that. I think this is a perfect segue into let's talk love, right? Um, because I think... Yeah. I think so many of us have so many bad programmings from when we're younger about what love is, how, how to really achieve love. Um, obviously, you've spent you know over a decade working with women and men to really you know attract the right partners, soulmate, find true love, develop true love. What are what are some of the big things that you've seen hold people back from true love? their belief systems, their mindset. I call yeah. them love blocks. Love blocks. So a love block is just a belief, a uh, uh, thought. And all a belief is, what? is just a thought you keep thinking over and over again, backed by emotion. And we pick those up along the way. I know you Hold teach on. this Go, too. Rewind. I'm rewinding up. for a second. Say that again. What I want everybody to hear this, <laughs> to know that I'm not the only one that says this now, because you literally said what I love to say. Say it one more time. What is a belief? All a belief is, is a thought you keep thinking backed by emotion, backed by a feeling. Yeah. And you can change your beliefs you can, because you can change your thoughts. Yeah. At right? one point, at one point so Michelle believed big, that she could never be an NFL cheerleader. Did that make it any more true? I believe it wasn't good enough. No, it didn't make it true, right? So I love that. Yeah. No. Whatever, and this is important for the audience, I'm going to echo this because I know you teach this too, whatever you believe to be true will become your reality. Yeah whatever you believe to be true. Meaning you can believe that you are amazing and deserving of love and deserving of success and that you are of high service to this world. And when you are at your greatest being fulfilled and desires are fulfilled, you can give more, share more. Or you could believe I'm not good enough. I don't deserve. I'm guilty and I feel shame because of the things I did in the past. Either one is true. Yeah. So right? what, are what does uh, Henry Ford say? Do you, you know the Oh, like, I, whether um, you think you can or think you can't either you're way, right. right? Yeah. It's just a belief. Yeah. So, so what are, yeah. what are like, you may have just rattled off some of them. What are some of these belief systems that people have that are holding them back? Maybe, maybe one or two or three of the top, you know, the top ones that you see. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, they call them love blocks. Yeah. So love blocks, I, I wrote, I, I share with my clients when people work with me, I share a quiz, which your audience can gain access to where I share the top 15 sabotaging beliefs or love blocks that keep people stuck and spinning their wheels. Specifically I work with women, but it, you know, you could apply it to men too. Yeah. And, and so I have a whole quiz that outlines it. And so a few of them from there, one of the love blocks is, um, there's no good men. Yeah. Or for women. You yeah. know what I mean? For, for men, it could be like, Oh, there, there's no good women or there's only gold diggers or whatever. It's, it's, it's the thing. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say, but that's I, like that's probably one of the biggest things that I hear. Like, you know, you'll you, when when I was single, and you know, all my single friends, which were like high quality guys, even would say, like, yeah, you know, I can't find a great a great girl, and and then my my girlfriends would say, I can't find a great guy, and I'm like, you guys, like, you're both great girls and great guys. Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what my statement is? Is I had a I had a client. She's a rock star in the the video space, and um, she had came up come on board and I was working with her to help her align and attract love at the next level. And she had said the same thing, you know, there's no good men. I'm at this certain level. And I said to her, I said, do you exist? 
And she, she laughed. She looked at me through Zoom. She's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, then, then a person like that exists. Yeah. And so it was just like, it literally like in just one second, it reframed her. Yeah. And, and so she was able to, and, and that's the thing, like you change can happen in an instant. What takes time is the decision to make the change. Wow. So a reframe of a belief shifting the, the way you break through your love blocks there. I have a whole process. I call it my clear love blocks blueprint, but First of all, you have to become aware. That's the first step of anything. And I know you know this. You, you share this too. Awareness is key. Become aware of when you're running a story. That's another way to say it. A love block is just a story, a belief, a pattern, a habit. There's no good men or good women out there. I'm not blank enough. That's another massive love block. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not pretty enough. Like You name it. The yeah. opposite of that ugly head is I'm too much. Huh. I'm too emotional. I'm too successful. I'm too whatever. So that's also a love block. Yeah. Now, here's where this sneakiness comes in. A love block or a limiting belief, a false belief could also be, um, I can't find a man that can handle me. I, that, I was like, gonna. I was I, gonna I, say that's. I can't. I can't find someone, a, a man or a woman that can keep up with me. That can. That can handle my, keep up with my energy. Yeah. My whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and you know the flip side for a man. I don't know. Maybe you could decipher what the flip side for the man would be. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it is. Well, I can't find a woman. That that's actually no. To be honest, me. that's actually support me. That yeah, that was actually one of the biggest excuses that I made. You know, I was before I met Maddie. I was single for. Uh, you know, I was single for about five years and then I was, I was so, I was so focused on the business when I first started the business and, you know, I, we kind of told our, you know, our love story to you when, when we were at that private event uh, a few weeks back, but, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't find anybody and my, really it was more of an excuse, right? It was an excuse that like nobody could keep up with me. I've got this, you know, fast paced business. I'm doing so many things, you know, and it really was an excuse of like, you know, nobody can, nobody can handle Xander. Nobody can keep up with Xander. And then I met Maddie and I was like, holy shit, I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you happen to know what you were, had you given rise to a new desire or set an intention around that time? I did. Something softened you or were you having fun? So, like, what was that if you would? So yeah, so I'll, I'll actually, uh, who's doing the interview here? I like this. Um, I know, so, my bad. <laughs> Yeah. So when I, when I basically what happened when I first started my business, I was, I was very, very focused on the business. Um, and cause you know, I'd quit my life. I had no idea what I was doing and I had to make this thing work. And obviously the business worked, you know, it started to grow very rapidly when I first launched. Um, and so about six months in, I remember, I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors, Craig Ballantyne, um, who's been on this podcast and Craig, uh, basically, you know, pointed out to me, he's like, He's like, great, you've got some great business goals. Like, let's set up, let's set some other personal goals. Let's set a health goal. Let's set a relationship goal. So I did, I actually, in 2017, I set a relationship goal to meet an amazing woman that could keep up with me, that could handle Xander. Um, and so that was like the initial, it, it was the, first of all, it was, you know, Craig, you know, kind of uh, adopting this belief within me that like I could find that person, even while building and scaling a business. Um, and then um, I made the decision. It was funny because I didn't make the decision to really do it right away. That was at the beginning of 2017. And then it wasn't until beginning of November that Craig called me out and was basically like, 
hey man, you've been going to all your friends' weddings and like talking about how, you know, love is, it's so cool to see your friends fall in love. Like, why are you not doing anything about it? And that's when I actually made the decision to make something different happen. And I put together my list of what I was looking for. I did, you know, a, a Facebook live in one of my business groups titled Help Me Find Love. And you know, that's a story for another time, guys. But it really, it was, it was a decision. And at that, at that decision, backed by emotion and commitment, I, I really put a lot of energy into it. And, you know, two months later, I met Maddie. So it really, there really was a big shift internally for me is what it was. And I love that you shared that because I feel like your audience, my intuition is your audience needed to hear that too. Yeah. Because there was something in you that softened that belief. It pierced the love block enough. You change, you slightly changed the story by saying, I want to manifest or attract love that can keep up with me. So you yeah. move the attention off of, I can't find a woman who can keep up with me. There's no one that can keep up to, this is what I desire. And that's something I share with my audience. Um, to, to be able to shift these love blocks, become aware of them, recognize them. Yeah. And then you want to replace them with a new belief. And then that takes repetition. Yeah. Then you want to, you know, well, I'll, yeah, create I'll, a new belief. I, I love what you're saying here about the repetition, right? Because like, you know, even when I made the decision, it didn't happen right away. Like I still, Maddie, um, you kind of know the story a little bit more, but, uh, Maddie had to kind of push me along and reach out several times to like move me forward on it. And she kind of had to like, be like, Hey, like, I know you see what I see. Stop being such an idiot. Let's move this forward a little <laughs> bit faster. Um, so it, I, I, it took a little bit of help from her. You know, I always say that she was my first, my first love and relationship coach because, uh, she really, <laughs> she really helped me, you know, kind of fix a lot of the holes and gaps that I had. So. Yeah, it's possible. It's absolutely. So no matter where someone is sitting, if someone's listening to this and they may be feeling like, oh my God, Michelle and Xander, I have so many blocks or I just haven't had luck or I just, I don't even know how to shift it. Like it is a hundred percent possible. Yeah. And it's just, it starts with a decision. Change can happen in an instant. Make a decision right now. I decide to become aware of what might be holding me back and make a new choice and then back it with repetitious thoughts about that and dwell on that, focus on that take action on that. Right. So, and I think that was the biggest thing, right? When people hear, when people hear that I like went into a Facebook group of 2,500 people and did a Facebook live titled help me find love. Right. They're (laughs) like, they're like, you did what? And I was like, well, yeah, like I had to take action on it. I had to be held accountable to take an Mm -hmm. action. And then I had to go on a bunch of dates, you know, from that I met like maybe five or six women and went on all these dates and they get a little bit here, a little bit there, but nothing. And then when I met Maddie, I was like, holy shit. Right. But you have to, you have to take action on it for sure. You do. And take inspired aligned action. The fact is you had aligned your energy. You didn't hold on, or maybe you didn't know, you didn't know necessarily, but you were softening, opening up, releasing that love block yeah. of like, well, I don't know, there's no woman that can keep up with me. You started opening to possibility. And from that aligned space, you took a massive action and look look at the re- results that it netted you. Like amazing. <laughs> and yeah. when you come into alignment, the universe, law of attraction, like the, Maddie stayed persistent. Something, yeah. ch- a force channeled through her that matched your frequency. She, she right? literally, so- she literally talks about this and, and we'll, we'll probably do another, you know, uh, episode with me and her on it. She talks about how, cause she was single for about five years too. 
So she was single for about five years. I was single for about five years. We both had lists of like what we wanted our <laughs> ideal partner yes. to look like. Good. And Be clear. <laughs> each of each of us matched uh, like I matched everything. Uh, she matched everything but one thing on my list. And I matched everything but maybe two things on her list was like four pages long, too. This was not like a, a list of five things. This was like a four page extensive list. And I matched everything but two. Um, but she says very openly, she's like, I, like I was turning down dates left and right. And then for some weird reason, I could not help myself, but reach out to this guy who was 9,000 miles away that <laughs> by all, by all, by all <laughs> logical chance, there's 0% probability that this could work out like a 0.00001% totally. probability that this could work out. But that was the one that she went for. And, you know, three and a half, four years, years later, happily married, falling more in love every single year. Like there's, there's something to that energy and that intention for sure. There is. And I love that. And having, you said something really important. Um, so two things you said important with the love blocks, you had mentioned that you had excuses. And a lot of times yeah. we do, we, we have the, the part of love blocks, it's, it's the, the beliefs, the habits, the thoughts, the excuses we might make unknowingly, unconsciously that can keep us at bay from love. Yeah. So it does take a level of awareness. You must be willing, if you truly do have a desire in your soul to attract love, number one, become aware if you feel not good enough or not lovable. Yeah. Those are the two root fears, massive deep fears that humanity tends to have. So when you can take a look at it, handle it head on, you can also be honest with yourself and see, am I making excuses to keep me at bay from love? Yeah. Right. So that, that's really that's, important. I want to talk, I want to talk about that for a little bit, because I think that's a really key part of this. Right. And, and you talk about like the whole idea of like becoming whole. Right. And, and yeah. so, you know, really you can't, you know, the thing that I always tell people and Maddie actually taught me is like, if two people get in a relationship when they're both like half, you know, ha they've got all these holes in their half a person, right? Like they get in a relationship with someone that might complement their holes. But as you grow, those holes are going to shift and change and you're going to not be able to stay together. But if you get together as two whole people, you don't need the other person to fill your holes. You're already fully whole, right? Is it, yeah. Like how do you how do you help people get to that point where they're fully whole first? Uh, excellent question. And this is what I talk about in my manifest love formula, my, my digital course that also I have a group pro coaching yeah. program around. Um, the whole course is designed, the formula is designed to help people in five steps, a five step formula, come back to wholeness. And from an aligned space, it's all about alignment. I help yeah. women get clear, confident and aligned. And it comes from my journey of manifesting divine partnership six years ago. Um, and, and what I had grown through much like you, you created the list, you know, and I said, you touched upon something. That was the second thing that was really important. That list is a great first step. I teach that in module yeah. one of my manifest love formula on clarity, getting really clear. What do you desire? You need to be clear about what do you want? My pay, my love journal was five pages, two columns each. So I can <laughs> really relate to you. And you're like, it's an extensive <laughs> list. You know, it, it really did. It took me two years of aligning, of being aware of what was surfacing, being willing to release my love blocks, aligning with the energy of what I do desire, you know, getting clear on my aim and then aligning with that and then taking the action. You know, it was very much a journey, 
the last thing I did before my divine partner um, had come, come into my life at the time, I looked at that list and I finally, it took me two years to figure this out. That's why I built it into the formula to help lessen people's learning curves. So I have to go yeah. do this. Thank you, thank you for what I you do, by that. the way. Somebody yeah. else has to take five years to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Or a lifetime. Yeah, some people, exactly. Some people do a lifetime that really coming into alignment with this. And so I looked at that list and I went down all of that I wanted in another person. And I said, where do I fall on all Ooh. of these attributes, desires, characteristics. What do I, because I made that list thinking, I want this. Why? Is there at some level? Am I I missing some of this? If I want a confident man, yeah. If if I want a confident man, is it because I'm lacking some confidence in myself? Yeah, exactly. So I went and I did an honest assessment, not, not a self-deprecating, self-criticizing, nothing like that. Just from a space of love, heart-centered focus, where do I fall on each of these things that I'm wanting in another human? Yeah. And is there a way that I could fill it within self? So I could honestly say I, sk- I rated about an 8, 9, or 10 on most of those attributes. Most, obviously, the things that related to female. Too, yeah. not, you know, there were some masculine things I didn't rate. But you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> the point is, it was the first time where I really looked within. And do you know, I met he, he is my former partner now. We we are best friends. We close out our love story after six years in a loving way. However, and I'll, I'll want to get to that in a second too. But we'll we'll come back. Yeah, to that. yeah. I manifested him that week, Xander. Wow. That week, I realized it had to be from a place of my own wholeness. Yeah. And and again, in, in module three of the manifest love formula, I teach people how to create a compelling vision that's aligned with their values. Because when you're filling your own vision and your values, you're not going to push your energy out looking for someone else to fill you up. And that's part of being in alignment and coming from a whole congruent space. In NLP, we talk about this. I'm an NLP master practitioner. And in NLP, we talk about how to get conflict-free, come within, become whole. And from that place, manifest, align, take action. Wow. So it was, it was assessing that list. That was the key. So hopefully your listeners will take heed to that. Make your list and also look where within you are embodying that so yeah. that it's not some sort of fantasy that you're seeing. Uh, it's it's funny. Yourself. I'm like going through my list, my old list right now in my head. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. But the first one that came to mind, I'm like, huh, I'm definitely never going to be blonde. So that's not going to work out for me. <laughs> but other, yeah. other than that, like the other ones are they're really good to go through. So I like that. Exactly. I have a couple of those too. A little bit different. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I, I do want to dig into, uh, you mentioned that your divine partner and you are no longer together. Um, so the term, the term that, uh, that you use that I love is conscious uncoupling. Um, and I think this is, this is something that I, I would love to dig into a little bit. This is something that's not talked about, uh, by a lot of people. So I'd, I'd love for you to tell a little bit more about, you know, the conscious uncoupling that you're going through currently. Absolutely. My divine partner and I, we we were together six amazing years. We had an epic relationship. We did life really well together. And I want to preface this too. Um, everyone has different desires in love and relationships. Some people, so, some people I work with, their desire is till death do us part. I want a lifelong marriage. Others are, you know, I'm happy with, um, I want an aligned relationship. And it's not necessarily, I've been married before. I've, I've had that. And I actually really just want to make sure we're doing life together well. So everyone has different desires yeah. on where they fall. So my, my feeling is I've been married before. I was together with my husband for seven years and, um, and we had uncoupled. And I had felt like 
I, I didn't desire, it wasn't a desire in my heart to have a longevity till death do us part. We want yeah. kids, nothing like that. So for us, we were okay to flow with it. And as long as we were still in alignment and, and my, my partner, my former partner used to say, you know, as long as we help each other be bigger, stronger, faster versions of each other, like as long as we're adding value and, yeah. and that is important. I think it goes back to the definition that I subscribe to on what is the, what is the definition of relationships? Yeah. And that could be different for everyone. I, I got this from actually a book conversations, uh, conversations from God, conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. The purpose of a relationship is to know yourself and decide who you choose to be in relation to another. So the, and that's why we call them relationships. You, you wouldn't know yourself if you didn't have a contrast or comparison. Yeah. You walk into the room, you're the only person you don't see. Yeah. You need a mirror to see yourself. So in order to see yourself, your closest mirror are your relationships, specifically love and intimate relationships. Absolutely. So the, the, the whole definition of that is to know yourself in relation to another and to decide and declare who you are in relation. So I say and preface all that. I didn't have a deep desire for it's got to be forever. Yeah. So my partner and I it came time where we assessed where are we going in life? What are our values? Not to say that there wasn't pain or heartache or, or surprise or anything like that. Like there was still things that we, of course, human things we encountered. It, like it, we it, until, until you're at the moment when you're like meditating and no. levitating off the ground, like, of course, there's, yeah. of course there's going to be some emotional attachment and, and other things, of course. Totally. Well, we decided that we, it was time to close out our love story consciously uncouple and, and move on. We had become best friends. And, and I think we started to kind of depolarize a bit, meaning lose that polarity. And we work at it. You know, we would always work at it, but we, you know, we were focused on alignment, but we shot, we shot a video. It's on YouTube under YouTube slash Michelle Ariana. You could find it called conscious uncoupling. And we talk about our journey yeah. and, and share, reveal, pull back the curtain, reveal the raw side of like, here's where we're at. And here's an alternative. If you do find yourself in a situation where it no longer feels aligned or congruent, yeah. you know that's where you're leading. We gave some some tips and suggestions on how you can close out your love story lovingly and not have the messy breakdown, break each other apart, yeah. shitty energy. Turn, turn into enemies and yeah. No. I, I no. love that. And again, it takes communication and it takes being really self-aware and present because shit kicks up. I was, I was going to say, it takes, it takes being okay. open. Yeah. It takes being open to honest feedback sometimes, which is not always nice to hear. So no. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions. I had a lot of people reach out when I posted that video because I think a lot of people are growing through elevating to their next level. And, and for whatever reason, that relationship that they once were in, maybe that was created from not wholeness fully, or it completed yeah. a soul agreement beautifully. And then they're ready to move on to the next phase and chapter. You know, I'm happy to always. Help. I, so if you have questions, I'm yeah, I think I, I think this that's definitely going to be good for a lot of people. We just just so you're aware, Michelle, like even in our coaching business, right? We're helping coaches build profitable businesses, and as you go down that self development journey, that personal development path, inevitably, we end up actually having a lot of people as they go through our programs, they start building businesses, they start develop, developing themselves as more of a whole person. And they start to realize they've had past relationships that have been built out of lack, out of gaps, and they and they end up wanting to separate, whether it's divorce or separate from someone they've been with for several years, uh, because they're just not on that same journey. Um, and one of the things that we always see 
is, you know, there's, there's almost always a fear of a relationship ending because there's an attachment to the relationship. Right. And for us, we, you know, we always remind everybody, you know, just in case you were wondering, every relationship ends, at least every physical relationship ends. And this say that all the time. Oh my gosh. In the physical or or material world, right. Every relationship will end. Like whether it's, whether it's a a five year long friendship or it's a 70 year long marriage at some point, you know, one partner is going to pass on before the other. Maddie and I always joke that like, you know, we're going to be 80, 90, 100 years old, and we're both going to pass on like sleeping together, cuddling, you know, grabbing each other's butts yeah. or something like that. Um, at, the, at the exact I love that time. you said that, Xander. But it's, it's true. I love we're that all, you said that. We're all afraid of a relationship. They say it all the time. Yeah, we're all afraid of a relationship ending. And because of that, sometimes we cling on to relationships that are no longer serving us. And rather than coming from a place of purpose and love, and like your, like your partner mentioned, like a place where you're both allowing each other to grow – it's almost, you know, this like tugging and pulling and trying to hold on, which just creates, you know, nothing good for anybody. Um, so if anybody's listening to this and you might be going through that, like I highly encourage you to reach out to Michelle, check out her stuff, because this is something, it is one of the biggest problems that I see in the world today is, you know, relationships that people are in simply out of uh, attachment and familiarity and fear almost rather than love and purpose. So so true. And honestly, and I've been through it all. That's what happened with my marriage. And that was the time when I, you know, five years yeah. into the marriage, started doing personal growth and development. And then there was a shift, right? Because you do notice the holes and the gaps. And, you know, with this, with this conscious uncoupling, where we both deliberately, yeah. you know, set it and set the container and, and set the structure and really held a loving, sacred space for this, you know, the greatest gift we've what I realized at the end of it, and I share it in my video, is that we gave each other ourselves back. It, it was the next level yeah. of wholeness for myself. It was, it's, it was actually a gift. Mm-hmm. It was actually one more gift from gift. that partner. Yeah. To finally come back to self, because this is something I teach with, with my trainings and, and when people work with me, many people can be your soulmate. There's not just one. Now, yeah. there is one true soulmate. And the one true soulmate, can you guess what it is, Xander? Uh, is it you? It is you. <laughs> your one true soulmate is be your own soulmate because every every relationship unfolds from the relationship we have with self. And if you truly want to manifest, magnetize, align, attract, call, call in that partner, you must become your own soulmate. Whatever, you know, if you want someone to treat you like gold, you must first treat yourself like gold. You can't give to others that which you don't give to yourself. You cannot receive from others that which you don't give to yourself. So there, there are many soulmates out there, mates that your soul can be absolutely happy, congruent with. And the one true soulmate is the relationship you develop with self because that's what you will align with and attract to. Does that make sense? I, I absolutely love that. I think personally, I think we almost have to just end the show on that just because that's so powerful. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cut us off there because that was beautiful. Um, Michelle, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we're probably going to have to have you back to talk deeper on some of this stuff at some point. Um, where can people learn more about you? Where can they access that free quiz you were talking about so we can make sure to get in your world? 
Absolutely. So if you want to see if you're attracting love or blocking love, download my free quiz. It's got the 15 sabotaging beliefs that block ambitious driven women from calling in that partnership they desire. And you can visit www.thelettermpoweryourlife.com forward slash free quiz. That's www.mpoweryourlife.com forward slash free quiz. And then there's other resources on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, Michelle Ariana, and one on L. social media. One L. One L. Michelle with one L <laughs> because there's only one L in love. Oh yeah. my God, I love that so much. Um, yeah, I'm on, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm love Michelle Ariana. So you can find me there too. And I've just got free resources and gifts and things that I, I like to share. So I love it. And we'll, we'll make sure, we'll make amazing. sure to link, yeah, we'll make sure to link your social media and the, uh, in the quiz in the, uh, show descriptions here. So, uh, everybody make sure to go check out that quiz. I mean, I know that myself included, everybody has at least one of those 15 blocks, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, everybody make sure to go ahead and go there, check that out, check out Michelle on her social media. Uh, and for every, for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, don't forget to go on Amazon and grab a copy of our shit you don't learn in college book. It is available now. If you want to get some free resources along with that, you can go to sidlickbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C, book.com to grab your free resources along with the book. Uh, Michelle, the attraction, the love queen. Thank you so much for being on this show. Oh, love it. Thanks, Xander. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Beautiful. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of shit you don't learn in college. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.